You are listening to Uplift Podcast on personal branding for leaders and experienced professionals. Here are Marina Vishnikova and Yelena Ivanushkina with you, co-founders of Top Expert Brand Accelerator. Our guest speaker with us, Claude May, who uh, will share headhunter perspective or recruiter perspective to building personal brands and uh, taking ownership of your career. I'm Claude May. Uh, I'm Luxembourgish, living and working in the small little uh, Luxembourg. I studied psychology, so I studied psychologist, but then uh, ended up in uh, recruitment some eight years ago. Always I have been worked on permanent uh, recruitment. What brought me to it was really the, the, the human aspect of recruitment, because I think sometimes this is something that unfortunately stays a bit on the track um, during the recruitment processes. And more and more now we see that also processes and recruitment gets uh, automized, uh, digitalized. And uh, I, I think what is very, very important, this is like my Uh, psychology background speaking is that uh, yeah I, I think the human stays still in the center of it and uh, yeah I hope we can relate it later on also to the um, to the personal branding uh, part because there are also some quite interesting uh, interesting connections I worked for um, nearly eight years in um, uh, listed UK uh, recruitment company also here in Luxembourg mostly on the finance market on all kind of uh, profiles And uh, joined recently, so beginning of this year, started 1st of February in a new company. So um, Halian, an IT services company. And I got hired with uh, one of my uh, former colleagues to develop a new branch, uh, which is focused mainly on permanent uh, recruitment. Yeah, thank you very much, Claude, for your introduction. Yeah, let's uh, maybe start with a brief definition, because... In order to uh, answer the question how to build personal brand, we would like to define what it is because a lot of people would understand it differently. And maybe the most common definition uh, of personal brand we can hear coming from, from Jeff Bezos, who says that personal branding is what people say about you when you are not in the room. We would challenge this definition because I think maybe he, he refers more to the reputation because personal branding is more about your visibility so there is of course part of reputation inside it and we'll talk about it later on but we see it as uh, how much your expertise and uh, knowledge is recognized outside of your circle of influence or circle of people whom you know personally because if we uh, look at this brief timeline In the past, people would be um, evaluated by their expertise, so so-called expertise world, what you know. Then we moved to network world. It was about who you know. So now, uh, in the current times, and specifically accelerated by COVID, we are in online world where it's matter who knows you. And uh, this is really the difference maybe between this approach of connecting one by one because it's still limited how many people you can meet in person to the online influencing and we'll discuss it in the details who knows you what you do what you are standing for what is your professional expertise so people can address to you directly even without you ever met them or being introduced to them 
Claude, maybe anything to add here, how you see the personal branding from your perspective? No, I, I, I totally agree with you. Actually, it's quite interesting to see this uh, whole evolution that uh, happened over the, uh, over the last years. Um, yeah, going from just like this, this expertise, uh, the, the field in which where you were good, and then, yeah, the part where I was, I think, also a lot active is in the networking, meeting people outside, uh, going, going to events and, and stuff like this. And then now um, uh, a, a quite interesting challenge because everything becomes more online. But at the same time, yeah, I, I think we also have like um, a, a huge flood of, of, of information and, um, and, and this makes it even more challenging to build, to build a personal brand and to, 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 to stand out. So it's a quite, quite interesting time. There's like some, some parts that makes it easier to connect to people. You don't have to meet up in a physical location. You can uh, just connect to everyone everywhere. Uh, but at the same time, yeah, you have to stand out a little bit out of the, out of the crowd. And I, and I think that's where uh, personal branding actually plays, uh, plays a uh, very, very important role. Yes, and I will just comment briefly on what uh, Claude just mentioned about the challenges of this new reality. And this is really what we see from uh, people with whom we work, from participants of our program. When they come to our programs, they really see it as a challenge to start communicating really their message in a strategic way online because uh, people may have huge experience, but it's so difficult to really formulate those targeted messages that will arrive to the targeted audience and that will help you to uh, complete and to reach your professional goals. So we work really a lot on that because precisely to help people to overcome this challenge that appeared recently with the new reality that we have. Claude, maybe we invite you first. Uh -huh. uh, so mm -hmm. from your headhunting perspective, how does a strong personal brand benefits your career? Yeah, I, I think there are definitely um, several uh, parts uh, where it can it can influence. Um, it's first, let's say, on the more personal part um, uh, for yourself. I think creating a personal brand is um, a, a quite interesting exercise and uh, definitely not an easy one. Um, because as you say, I, I think you have to be able to um, first define what you want to stand for. Uh, and, and, and this already requires a lot of, uh, a lot of work. I, I know in the past when I, when I tried to, um, to, to apply for jobs and I, 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 had a, I had a CV already just building up a CV and knowing when I was a junior, what can I put into it? How, how do I uh, um, phrase it? And how do I make it stand out? Um, was a, a, quite, a quite tough uh, exercise. And when it comes to a personal brand, I, I think the exercise gets even uh, more complicated because you have to first um, define what you are, what you want to stand for and include also your, your passion for it. But also there's another part is like, you have to, um, you have to, to look a bit further because when you create a personal brand, of course, you do it now, but you do it on a longer perspective. You, you build something up for the future. This is why I find it interesting to link it to a career. It's similar to a, building a career plan. 
you just define where you are at the moment and you define where you want to be and you set different steps uh, in order to get to, uh, to, to that part. And I think this exercise itself already can benefit you a lot. First, just for your own professional identity, but also on the other side, if you're job searching, if you pass interviews and so on, um, it's, it sounds like an easy question to, to, to describe yourself or to define who you are. But actually, um, I, I think there is like, um, it is a question that can make a huge impact if you manage to do this concise and in a well-structured way. And I think there, the exercise of personal branding already gives you a huge, um, a huge added value and uh, it, it helps you exercise for, for, for this, I, I would say. The process of building the brand consists from two main parts. Uh, and the first one that's what was described uh, by Claude is formulating the brands. And only once you formulated them, it, then you go to uh, communication part, meaning spreading the word, start to post, uh, write your own content. And many people skip this uh, formulation part and they go directly to communicating on LinkedIn, share some uh, maybe articles uh, or uh, Posts, but really, what is important to be clear, define your vision as said quote, because it's a process of building brands. So you go from point A to point B. So you need to be clear what your point B is at the top of your shape uh, of career, where you would like to go, how it would look like. So this is the vision. Once you're clear with that, then you start formulating your past experience and expertise, combining with what is interesting for you, where you would like to go. And all that you package in one message. And by the way, in our uh, program, we'll mention later on, on uh, building personal brand, we uh, work with 13 components uh, of, of formulating the brand. So we really take into account not only your experience and expertise, but your strengths, your personality uh, type, uh, maybe your um, particularities. And we formulate the unique value proposition because unique value proposition, that what makes you to uh, stand out and differentiate yourself uh, from others. Yes, and me, we even consider such a thing as your interests, because sometimes on the basis of interest, yeah. you can really uh, build uh, very fruitful and interesting relations, and you can uh, find easy access. And uh, as Elena mentioned, all those 13 um, elements of personal brand, or we call it personal brand map in our program, they really help you to highlight your authenticity and who you are professionally and personally. And then you go to that communication part when you strategically build your message and you build your message for different types of audiences. Because even I think when you are looking for a job, your audience is not only a headhunter, Claude, it can be also potential employers. It can be also some people, some influences in your field who can actually connect you to the necessary headhunting agency or to, I know, maybe even direct to direct employer. Yes, that's why when you start communicating yourself, when you start delivering those messages, you really need to be very strategic because you never know who is watching you. And it's not only a headhunter uh, who pays attention to what you post on social media. So this formulation part is really very important 
to be then strategic at your communication. Mm -hmm. And uh, here uh, we received the question. Uh, the question was how to create a positive personal branding and uh, increase my connection. I think those two are key for a successful career. And uh, maybe um, there is a key word here, positive, because what we notice is sometimes people see personal branding as a self-promotion campaign, uh, is a PR, and they have sometimes negative connotation, but it's not absolutely uh, the case, because I think nowadays it's a set of skills, uh, and Claude will uh, talk about it later, about the set of transferable skills we can build along with building uh, the brand. And then um, we uh, create the ability to spread our uh, positive message, what we believe in, what we're passionate about, what good we want to bring to the world. And uh, personal brand equip us with the tools or skills, how to connect with people, how to engage them uh, into the conversation, how to network, uh, connect, uh, basically spread the greatness you have uh, in yourself. It's not, even if we look at it from leadership perspective, it's not a self-promotion campaign, but it mm -hmm. leadership skill. So how you influence your close circle of your team, for example, and how you influence people outside of organization through um, conveying your ideas and uh, engaging. Like they, we now talk about extended enterprise. So it's people who are your customers, who are your uh, partners, uh, suppliers, uh, collaborators, <laughs> freelancers, working for consultants and so on and so forth. So this is a skill to uh, engage and uh, be, become influential. Mm -hmm. And also, I want to mention one strategic and spontaneous approach to yes. building a personal brand, because very often happens, like, uh, for example, Yelena mentioned in the beginning of this event, that people, when they think about that they need to become visible so that recruiters find them, that uh, potential employers find them, they just start communicating, communicating on social media without working on the formulation part, without taking time to think really deep, okay, who am I? What are my goals, what I want to reach, and how I can do that strategically? And in this case, you are creating a spontaneous personal brand that sometimes uh, not even will give you benefits and good, but may harm you. Because without having a strategy on how you need to position yourself what and how you want to project your message, to your target audience, you can uh, really post, uh, start posting, you know, about this and that, uh, explaining here and there, you will not uh, uh, find strategically precisely the touch point where your target audience is. And then um, what will happen, first of all, your message will not be concise and clear. Your message will not be targeted at your audience who needs to hear that it may happen that your goals will not be reached because you don't have that strategic communication and this can be the problem then. And it can really take you, I don't know, quite a lot of time so that you get noticed so that people understand, and this is really very important, that people understand what you are about, what value can you give to the company, what value can you give to the team, what is your professionalism, competencies, etc., etc. But when you do that strategically, when you really uh, at least take this strategic approach, like you see on this slide, first formulate using uh, those components that we mentioned that with Helena, and only then communicate, then it really minimizes uh, the uh, 
time that you spend on all that and maximizes your impact. And we hear that a lot from people who participate in our programs that because in our program, for example, uh, in the Top Expert Brand Mastermind program, we spend half of the program formulating testing the message and uh, crafting your personal brand map. And only then people go and start communicating. And we always hear that, yes, this is the part that we are missing. And um, people see how difficult it is because they get, we have this in the mastermind format and people get feedback from uh, their peers. And their peers are normally senior professionals who are either CEOs, executives, etc. And they can give that valuable feedback. So it really, they really understand that it needs, there is a strategy behind and it needs to be done in the strategic way. So uh, Claude, yeah, uh, uh, go ahead. I, I see you would I, like to add something and I have a question to you as well. Okay, yeah, I, I just uh -huh. wanted to add, yeah, to, to, to jump on, on this because I, I totally agree with this um, differentiation between the strategic and the spontaneous uh, approach. And um, yeah, I, I think if we link it a bit to our topic, to, if you want to take your career into your own hands, you need this strategic approach. It's like building your brand, it's like building your career and thinking about where you want to go. It helps you afterwards um, to, to, to be able to communicate around it, of course. Uh, it, it helps you to be concise when, when your future employer, your company, or just at a networking event, someone asks you, what do you want to stand for? Where do you want to go in your career or whatever? It helps you to give a, 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 a concise answer to it. And then there is the second part that you said, sometimes with this spontaneous approach, um, when you just start at one point in time to be super visible everywhere, um, sharing a lot at one po point of time, and then afterwards it stops again, or there has never been something before, Actually, when we look at it from the perspective of a recruiter or an employer or even a person, let's say, in your domain of expertise who wants to connect with you, actually, there are some question marks popping up on why is he, she doing this like this? Why is there no consistency in it? And I think this, this approach is really challenging. And I think people need a lot of support, especially also on, on, on this, on finding the right balance between posting, being visible, but not over-exaggerating it uh, out of fear that it's not visible, but building it like in a consistent way. Because at the end, uh, building a brand, building a career is, is, is hard work. You should build it around a passion about an interest. Um, and so it will anyways be uh, consistent if you are yourself. So there is no need to force it. And if you force it, there is the risk that it's perceived uh, how would I say, as uh, desperate or then can be perceived as like, um, I, I want to be visible here, see me. Uh, and, and it can have, let's say, just the opposite effect of what you want to reach with your, with your brand or with your visibility that you want to create. Claude, as a headhunter, do you Google uh, a candidate and would you check, for example, uh, the profile across different uh, social media, for example, LinkedIn or Facebook? Yeah. Uh, Actually, and, what, then what you get I, your... I, I think for most of my colleagues, it's the, it, it's the same. And uh, I, I know people from other or other headhunters do that too. The first tool is, of course, LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. um, this is my first approach. I have a look at the activity of the people. What do they share? Um, 
what are their interests, what do they follow. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, screening also of the um, of the LinkedIn profile just to get an impression about about the person, and then also, if you said, to find some common topics and an interest and see if everything is also consistent and in and aligned. And then from time to time, I also do background checks on on Google. Just Google the the the, the background. Um, if there are any doubts on anything in the process, it can be that the background check goes uh, a bit a bit further. I don't spend too much time on it, let's say in the beginning of the of, of the process, but I, I like to have, let's say, just a more global impression because when you receive um, a CV of a person or before you want to connect to a person, you have to get a first impression. And this is what gives me gives me the this first impression. The, the LinkedIn profile, of course, because I spend most of my time, or I think the most uh, efficient tool at the moment is LinkedIn with LinkedIn Recruiter. So if you spend, if you if you are looking for a job, if you want to build a personal, a professional brand, your LinkedIn profile has to be uh, well organized, consistent, um, and uh, and then afterwards also a, a short background check let's say on other social media, but this is just like, um, yeah, more sporadically. The, the most mm -hmm. important for me is uh, really the, the, the LinkedIn part and the, the professional part, what people are, 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 are building up there, what people are um, following, what people are sharing and the activity that they may have there. So uh, any examples, I understand that they're all confidential, but maybe any examples of this check when you saw something and uh, then it was kind of red flag for the candidate or downgraded somehow the uh, profile of candidates? Yeah, actually, I, have, I, I might have uh, two, two, two concrete examples um, where I was uh, working in a, with, a, with a candidate, but it's like, I, I, I think already two or three years ago. When not uh, even a bit a bit more, it's like a person who didn't have uh, a LinkedIn profile, or a person who had just a name on LinkedIn, and then I think the job title, but nothing else, um, which is on first sight this, this doesn't give the best impression. But when I looked up the person on on, on Google afterwards, I, I found um, a, a company, uh, not a company, but a personal website for the person mm -hmm. that was quite well um, developed. And uh, it, it was a, a legal profile, and it was like a person that was doing, in his uh, or in yeah, it was her in her spare time, at that time, uh, some activities um, for uh, for associations. So outside of the professional, so this gave a good, very good impression. And this is what we used later on in the in the interview process. Um, this is definitely something that is um, that is that is interesting. Um, and uh, maybe an example of background checks where it's like a kind of alarm bells is when you go um, and you have a LinkedIn profile that is okay, but you do the Google search afterwards and you find, um, let's say, uh, party pictures on, on Facebook or on other social media. But when I say party pictures, it's not like you're standing there with, uh, with a glass of champagne in a networking event. but I think some kind of, uh, let's say, more um, heavy, more heavy, heavy party. party. <laughs> okay. And, and this is something where at least you have to clarify 
with with the person uh, and 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 openly uh, discuss it because you can nearly be sure that at some point the future employer might also have a look at this and mm -hmm. it might be uh, better to um, to address this from the from the beginning but okay, this is so, uh -huh. I, I think also important that you actually um, adapt your image or your brand to the different uh, channels it, there's no need on on facebook or on instagram to be in a suit and a tie absolutely on every, on every picture <laughs> i think we are working with humans and this is what also shows who you are when you look on on facebook exactly. and you get outside of this formal professional linkedin part and you see the people with their friends with their family maybe also during their holidays sitting on the beach with a with a cocktail or, or whatever but it should be in in some way stay let's say um so that you could present it to um, to a public. It's like, it's it stays public. It's uh, visible for, for, for everyone in that case, if you don't put it in private. So I think that's uh, one part that's very, very important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very good. So yeah, let's move. And we wanted to say a few words uh, about where thought leadership is uh, standing in personal brand, because we see uh, very often in LinkedIn, people mention uh, themselves as thought leaders uh, in the field. Uh, and since it's uh, relatively new, we have opinion leaders or so influencers and thought leaders. There's sometimes misalignment of what it is. And um, here we just wanted to say that uh, thought leadership is a kind of part of, uh, of the brand, but it's really a tool which uh, help you to uh, bring your own ideas uh, in the area of your expertise. So those uh, and those thought leaders in the field, this is really the elite, this is to go experts uh, in your niche, they are of course on the front line of the old searches if company wants to headhunt. Uh, someone who is an expert, so they are go-to uh, people. And actually what differentiates them besides that they formulate their brand and they're visible, they have their own ideas. Uh, for example, if you work for the company and you're an expert uh, in something, uh, becoming a thought leader is really developing uh, through the thinking process and involving others in this process. What are your points of view on uh, specific maybe uh, topics, narrow topics in the area of your expertise. What is your point of view of the latest uh, trends maybe or controversial topics uh, in your field? How you uh, see that? What is your uh, positioning? What is your uh, ideas behind? So actually uh, thought leadership is maybe the next level in formulating your brand when you formulate those ideas uh, around your expertise and you involving others. And here, uh, to then uh, become a third leader um, who known by people, then you go to communication and influencing. And uh, here I wanted to ask uh, Claude about those uh, transferable skills, because when you communicate, when, when you convey your ideas and you involve people, you exercise the skill of uh, connecting, convincing, engaging, influencing. So what is, I think, nowadays very popular skill uh, in, in high demand, I mean, in, in a job search. Yeah, but I, I, I think there are, two, um, there are two main parts. So it's the parts of the thought, of the expertise, of the technical uh, aspects. So you are a leader in your domain, you know what you're doing, you work in that domain for a certain time, and you are bringing ideas. So let's say the more theoretical part, but also the leadership part. So the bringing these ideas into action 
the daring to do the move from um, talking the talk to walking the walk. And by this also inspiring, influencing uh, the people around you directly in your company, but also inspiring um, other experts in the, in, in the domain, as you say, where you can, uh, where you can network when, when you meet people that challenge you on your ideas. And this is how you grow even further in that role of, uh, of, of thought uh, leader. But as you say, there, there are some kinds of transferable skill sets, skill sets that already existed uh, before, but who are combined in this concept of thought leadership. I think what comes here is really this uh, part of communication that is, that is important. So communicating about your idea um, of course, you are expert, you are good technically, but this doesn't necessarily mean that you are able to transfer the knowledge to people that you're talking to, be it in your domain or be it outside of your domain. Um, because even if you're a, a leader in a certain niche domain uh, in accounting, that doesn't mean that the CEO of another company might know what you are talking about when you talk about accounting. So you have to be able also to communicate in a, in, a, in a quite good, easy way, your, your, your ideas. Um, and around this communication also comes the skills of engaging people, um, taking them on board. Um, why? Because in this kind, when, when, when you're a thought leader in your company, in your domain, very often you will be leading projects in that field. So you need to have people that also follow you that people that buy into your ideas, into your thoughts. Um, and, and so I think this is a, a skill set that you definitely um, develop around this, communicating to the people, engage them and make them uh, help you moving the projects uh, and the thoughts that you have, the ideas that you have um, to move them forward. And then of course, all this leadership part, because if you lead projects, if you lead people, you, you, you learn everything that's around this, what was former called management um, side. So this um, managing a project, uh, putting up a time frame, um, doing checkups, and then keeping the people in the loops and, and so on. So there's like a, a whole bunch of different uh, aspects that you train um, while, uh, yeah expressing your, your leadership or your thought leadership on it. And at the same time, if you do it well, and if you leave enough room for people to challenge you, it will even help you to grow more into that role and to develop the skills even further, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. And if we talk about, uh, about this people um, uh, following you, we come also to an aspect uh, that we talked or that we discussed about before, um, the, the, the fact that you, with, by, while being thought leader, you create some kind of a followership. So mm -hmm. people that buy into you and that build your network that talk about you and that talk for you. So you get less into the risk that your personal branding comes, about, comes around like I do everything, but it's more like the people say, hey, this is the guy who was leading that project. That was amazing. And this is in, 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 in recruitment and in the recruitment processes, this is also something that um, we, we, we take uh, in account. Uh, mm -hmm. On the LinkedIn profiles, uh, 
on the there there is like a, a part where you can give references to people and this is i think something that is also very important um on on on, on this aspect of the leadership yes mm -hmm. and also actually what uh, claude you and yelena uh, were saying now this is the answer to one of the questions that we received from somebody from the audience when building your personal brand, how do we make sure that you won't get in a puddle with too many fish? How do you differentiate from the others? And actually here, while building your personal brand, you already differentiate yourself from others because your personal brand, it's about your mm -hmm. professional and personal authenticity. You are different in professional and personal way. But when you come to that stage of building, uh, your third leadership, becoming a third leadership that then sets you totally apart from your competence in the market. And if you think about any niche, there are actually few third leaders in the niche. There are a lot of people who may say something, even when we check LinkedIn, people who are sharing, who are reposting, but even in, according, in accordance with the LinkedIn uh, statistics, only one or maximum 2% are people who are actually posting and posting something interesting and significant post in their thoughts. And when you become a thought leader, you become uh, um, that one go-to expert and you have you create that tipping point when you do not push, you know, when you do not uh, need to knock on the doors, you know, call recruiters, uh, contact companies, but you create that pull effect when people start contacting you when uh, recruiters find you on LinkedIn because they get interested in your ideas and they know some company who actually wants to hire somebody on a senior level to their team who is a thought leader and who can bring bigger visibility to the company because this is one of the benefits being visible and having a powerful personal brand because companies want people like that now and I think Claude will agree with that because this gives much uh, greater visibility to the company itself. We mentioned that at different events that people no longer follow with the same enthusiasm companies' pages, but what they follow are personal pages of companies' leaders. And maybe one more thing that I will mention about third, when what happens when you become a third lead, leader, then uh, the question of uh, your market price increases drastically you can set up your own rates if you are working as a consultant for example and if you are going to work for a company again you can put your own let's say marks on what you want to get what salary you want to get yeah yeah i i just want to uh, jump in on that uh, part of the company brand or company page versus the mm -hmm. the, the personal uh, brand because I, I think there is also an, an, an added value as well for the company but also for the for the candidate for the person for the for the employees like once you manage to build up a, a personal brand you become an added value to the to the company why because companies more and more um, want to put this human aspects in front of their branding. So they stop branding about companies, they put humans in front and they, they, they encourage them um, on sharing their knowledge on LinkedIn. You have whole marketing departments now that are ready for people to help them produce their content. And so now this idea is not uh, anymore by a big four, 
but by one of the consultants of the big fours with the name and the face of the of the person. And this is, I think, part of the, the company branding strategy is to go more into this human um, part anymore. And uh, when if you have a strong personal brand, and I think also this kind of uh, thought leadership skills, you're expert in your domain, you are leading, the, the company may be uh, interested also to just to put you forward and help you build your brand, which is an added value for them because they will get more visibility, of course, and they will have this human factor included into their branding, but also for you, because you get like a marketing department working for you, helping you building this up uh, and also investment from the company to build your thought leadership further up by paying you courses, by paying you classes, uh, by paying you certifications. And on the other side also, it will, as you say, increase your market price because you are visible, the people know you, the headhunters know you, but also the competitors of this company know you because they follow their competitors. And so you become a target. And this is, I think, uh, yeah, at the core of our first, um, of, of the title of the, of the webinar, there is where you take ownership of your own career. Then this is where you don't have to look actively anymore. This is where actually people see you and they will connect to you because you are a leader and they may want to work with you, maybe at the beginning, just network. But if this works well, then they might naturally want you to, to join them in, your in, in their company. Yeah, and maybe to resume that all, I will just uh, mention here that um, the earlier you start building your personal brand, the better it is because it takes time. It takes time to build your personal brand and it takes even longer time to become a thought leader. And you really need to start building those skills that will help you to get there and to differentiate yourself in the market. Mm -hmm. And so we have... Uh, um... Uh, another question, which is uh, already about the communication part, uh, which is um, when interacting, which tone of voice uh, to use if there is something trendy and um, being cool, honest is the best policy or you need to keep uh, uh, corporate and serious. And actually, this is the, the question. So when we work with uh, people helping them build in the brand, that's what they ask the most. Once you're clear who you are, what you do, um, what is your approach to uh, communicate? So should it be like a Wikipedia knowledge base? Of course not, because uh, everybody is overwhelmed. There is uh, the amount of information, so it should be original. Uh, and I think the key word here is authentic. It should be you. What people uh, are interested about is not um, kind of uh, this encyclopedic uh, thing or theory you can Google, like the knowledge, common sense, but your personal experience. So mm -hmm. uh, what is your um, kind of struggles when you uh, solve this problem? How you get uh, to the place where you are? What it means for you? What emotions are you experiencing? Uh, is it like uh, difficult? Are you sad? Are you uh, failed uh, before getting where you are? So all that human things, this is what uh, is attractive. So Claude, what do you think about this, about the way of communicating? Yeah. What is the trend now for to get noticed by recruiters, headhunters, to get the job that you want? 
how you need to communicate. I, I, I think what is the most important, as uh, Elena already mentioned, is to, to be authentic. Why? It's very simple, because if you're not authentic, you cannot keep your branding over a long period. And a good recruiter or any expert in the domain or whatever will sense if you're not authentic. Um, so just be yourself and it can be the be cool, the more human aspect it can be. There are people who are just more serious, more formal. Um, that, that, that really depends. I think you have to be um, yourself when we talk about the tone. So I, I don't see any problem in making it, making it a bit less formal, making it a bit more, um, yeah, easier, simpler, uh, and not keeping it too formal. But on, on the other side, I think it has to reflect also your own, your own personality. Um, on the other side, I think what is um, important or let's say trendy at the moment or what can really be an added value, let's, let's formulate it like this, is if you connect this theory, theoretical knowledge, this expertise, this Wikipedia stuff uh, that you're talking about into concrete activities, into concrete projects that you do. And what, what I personally like is when I, when I see people who deal with it in a um, in a kind of, not funny, but critical way and who take it serious and who are not afraid to say, okay, this was a project, I, had, I, I did it like this, I failed, but this is what I get out of it. And, and, I, and I see a lot of uh, posts also like this. And honestly, I think this is where also the audience, the audience learns most out of it instead of just saying, oh, I'm, uh, I did this project, it went well, or I'm, I'm expert on this, but really link it to something concrete to a project that you do, um, to something of your your interest, mm -hmm. and then give your own experience. Make it emotional. Put emotions into it. Make it real. Make it make it human. I think that's the the for, for me at least what makes uh, what makes it uh, interesting to to read. Absolutely, and there is even one meme about this, that the only thing people cannot Google is your experience, and this is totally true. What we just discussed now. And here is about headhunting perspective about building a career plan. So, Claude, what can you say about this? I think the most important is like, it's the same, building a brand, building a career. You should see it as a long-term project. So you, you need to have a long-term perspective um, on it. And I think this is really, really important. And in order to do so, or to be able to do that, you have to be authentic. Um, you have to be authentic and then link it to the third point, to your passion, to your interest, to your why. You, in my opinion, maybe you can give me your feedback about this too. You cannot build a career or a brand around something that you don't like or something that you don't buy into because it is hard work. And I think it's a quote from Steve Jobs who said, um, you, you have to love what you do because otherwise every rational person would give up. And, and, and I think this is the, the, the most important for me when you think about a, a career, you have to find uh, a passion, the interest, your why, and then build this up in a strategic way on the long-term. And this will give you a lot of confidence because you know where you're going. You know where you're going for yourself and you are able to explain it to your future employer, to 
other experts in, in your domain. And building a career, when you, when you are able to explain it, um, you will find employers who will buy into it, who will say, okay, that's, we have projects that are similar. Your personal brand matches with our branding. Your per, uh, personal project matches with our uh, professional project. And this is where you get into an environment where you are at an added value for the company and where the, added, the company is an added value for you. And uh, it, it sounds a bit like uh, uh, you don't work anymore. It's like you follow your dream, you follow your passion. Of, of course, you will work and there will be parts of the work you do, that you don't like that much. But the, the global image and the goal that you have helps you to go through all this. Because, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard work. It's long-term work. And so you need something that, that drives you. This is a very, very, very um, great, great comment. And we, of course, uh, insist on that as well. And uh, just to build on what you've said, uh, Claude, about uh, energy, to build the brand, we know it's an effort. It's not something you've sit, you've done, you fill your LinkedIn profile and you don't touch it anymore. So it's a commitment. And for that, you need to be uh, motivated. This is the first point. And second point, when you communicate, you need to communicate with energy. If I would come to the webinar and I would be so bored about this topic of personal brand and I would start to talk like that, nobody would connect. I'm passionate about what, you, uh, what I do uh, and I know that I can transmit it and uh, kind of involve others in this conversation. So you need to have that. And it's like, I don't know, I have a lot of uh, colleagues uh, from procurement because that's what, what is my past area of expertise. Uh, and uh, sometimes they are struggling to find like procurement may look quite uh, boring uh, thing, but find something in it and connect with that. For example, someone would be specialized, uh, I know in uh, building partnerships in procurement, not negotiating with uh, for the cost saving, but really building win-win uh, relations. So they become known for that. They find their passion connecting with people and really build something together. Uh, so in each area, uh, even, you know, this accounting finance, maybe something like classical, you can find your thing where yeah. you have like, you know, what uh, Mihai Chinseng Mihai, the um, Psychologist Claudio uh, definitely know uh, about. He uh, calls it a state of flow. Mm -hmm. uh, when you are in this zone on high challenge and maximum of your capacity, so something which is interesting for you and complex enough, when you are in this zone, then you produce uh, your best. So our advice would be absolutely look for this uh, sweet <laughs> sport of intersection of what you. Uh, can do and uh, what you are paid for and where is your passion in, in this uh, intersection uh, find something which uh, motivates you otherwise uh, the efforts would not be that uh, efficient this is for sure mm -hmm. and so uh, meantime Claude thank you so much for taking our invitation I think it was really uh, Great to, to hear your perspective. Uh, specifically, uh, there are a lot of questions uh, around how um, headhunters uh, see that. Do, do we need to do this effort of like become visible and uh, posting if it affects our job? So you just confirmed uh, how important it is. And I think the more we go, the more it becomes important because we are all living online now and the recruitment processes is happening online. So if you are not visible there, uh, then your chances are uh, less than your 
counterparts who are visible and known for their expertise. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure to be part of the, of, of the discussion. I think we all could have continued for hours. And <laughs> yes, hours. We can hours. <laughs> but unfortunately, we have to stop. So, and uh, yeah, it was a pleasure to be with you. Thank you very much. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to our podcast, leave your comments, and rate our show. This episode is sponsored by top expert brand Mastermind Program, 10 weeks step-by-step -step immersive online program for leaders, experts, and entrepreneurs seeking to become visible and grow powerfully their personal brand. To learn more, visit our website topexpertbrand.com.